0: Has writing changed me? In good ways and in a few bad ways. Has writing changed you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. And if you're new, thank you so much for watching. This channel is all about author tips, writing, tricks, and hopefully even a little bit of inspiration. If you're new, I would love if you would click on that subscribe button. It feeds the YouTube algorithms and helps new writers like yourself, authors like yourself, find my channel more easily. Frankly, I'm not very good at SEOs and keywords and all that stuff. So by liking, by sharing, by subscribing, it helps my channel get out there so new authors can find me. What I just did right there, that's one of the changes we're going to talk about as well. Okay, writing, does it change you? You, your core person, I think it changed me. And if it changed you, I would love to hear that in the comment section below. Let me know, what did it change about you? So the first thing writing changed about me, and I started writing about uh, 10 years ago, was that my comfort zone, like I left my comfort zone. In fact, my comfort zone is like in another country now. That's how far away it is. In fact, I I don't even think I have a comfort zone anymore. I learned to put myself out there, like this YouTube, like asking people to subscribe and share. It's just not me. I don't like asking people to do anything but I learned to get out of my comfort zone. What do I have to lose? I have yet to regret any single out of comfort zone action I've took so far. Making this video is out of my comfort zone. Asking people, strangers, viewers, to subscribe and like and share, oh, so out of my comfort zone. My dogs, only play and bark when I'm doing YouTubes. I don't know what it is. How do they know? Number two, I honed my writing and storytelling skills. I'm going to close the door. I should really kick them outside. I'm in Southern California. It's not cold. Okay. Anyway, in the early days of writing, nine, ten years ago, I learned to show, not tell. Because I think a lot of writers, a lot of new writers, a lot of beginner writers tell first and then they have to switch it up and figure out how to show, how to show emotion, show conflict, show characterization. That's not all I learned to do. All this stuff you see on my YouTube channel, that's stuff I learned, usually the hard way or something I got better at. I was always a good writer, ask my professors, but writing, being a good writer, is a different skill than being a good storyteller. It's a whole other ball game. I'm lucky I understand literature. I teach literary analysis after all. I just had to translate what I knew about academic literary analysis into the actual doing it writing the story. Number three, I learned all sorts of new tech programs and platforms. Full disclosure, nothing is intuitive to me. I oh, I hate that word. I really do. It makes me feel like it's intuitive. Why aren't you intuitive with this phone or this platform? I'm like, I don't know. It makes you feel stupid. Figuring out a new platform for me isn't fun. Mm -mm. It's rather annoying, and I would much rather be writing. But when I do figure something out, it is very gratifying. And I get to brag to my adult children. Mm -hmm. That's right. Your mom knows how to do this on YouTube. Do you? (laughs) Bonus points if you can brag to your tech-savvy children. I still have a lot of tech and tech-related stuff I need to learn to do because it's not intuitive and because I don't have all of the time I need to really learn it, like my new camera that I bought, and I don't know what I did. Um, I'm not going to have to bring it to someone who actually knows what settings it needs to be on for videoing because, man, I, I can't figure out all these buttons. I can't. Four, I became a better listener. You never know when someone has a nugget, a phrase, a turn of words, a situation that I can use for a story or even to help me create a better character. I also listen to what people don't say what they don't do, because that is just as revealing as what they do say and do. And I also, of course, use that to build better characters. What a character doesn't say or doesn't reveal, important. Number five, I'm better at, a little bit better at not taking rejection so personally. Sometimes I even laugh. And Facebook trolls, you know, the ones who slam you by giving you helpful information. Uh, Yeah, that used to really upset me and annoy me and frustrate me and all those words. And then I thought, ah, that can't. That just can't. I can't. I have to let it go. I have to let it roll off my back. The upside of not taking rejection so personally is that in real life, in my own profession, um, my teaching profession, anybody can say anything to me. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. I am demanding. What about it? And I do it with good humor and I laugh because, hey, I am who I am. Number six is I learned the art of perseverance. I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Writing is my Zen. It's, it's my happy place. Why would I ever give up an activity that gives me so much gratification? So I keep on keeping on. It's become a routine. It's, it's a built-in routine now. My writing, even this YouTube channel. I keep on keeping on. Do I wanna make another video? I no longer ask myself that, I just take that assigned day, put it together and start making it. In the early days of writing, way back nine years ago, eight years ago, I thought, do I want to write another book? I stopped asking myself that question too. Yes, yes I do, I have actually lots of books I want to write. Number eight probably went with number, I don't know what other number I did before. I pay attention to a person. I said I became a better listener, but I also pay attention to people more because honestly, I wasn't very good at that. I pay attention to their tone of voice, their quirks, their mannerisms. It's all character research. So yes, I am paying attention. And I'm not going to call it watching because that just sounds creepy. (laughs) Eight is I embrace my weirdness. Yes, I sit around all day and write. I prefer reading and writing to partying. I love research and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in my head. The embracing myself was difficult for me because of a bunch of things, but... (laughs) I don't really want to get into, but a lot of it stems from my family just thinks I'm weird too. They see me as different. They never, I'm not sure why. Whatever. I'm me. This is me. A lot of stuff going on up here. A lot of things I want to do. That's not what they want to do or what they care about. Having an imagination, being a creative is a frightfully amazing thing, isn't it? Embrace it. Number nine, I'm more organized. Full disclosure, I have always been organized. I mean, my closet is color-coded, so I tend to be, I need organization. I need organization to think, to create mess everywhere, kind of, um, I just, it's disconcerting. It's annoying and I just think I just need to go fix that. What I didn't know how to do was organize my books, organize my research, organize all those passwords to all those websites that authors have. I learned to organize all my drafts and revisions and characters and all of that. And I have a video about organization tips and charts, and I will link that in the description box below. I also learned never, 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 never to write final, 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 final draft. That I learned really quickly. I date them now. And I took that same skill, which probably a lot of you know, and I applied it to my work because I had a lot of syllabuses and syllabi, anyway. And they would all be syllabus for this and syllabus for that. I'm like, why, why didn't I put the year down? The year was actually in the document, but actually not on the file name. So now I date everything and oh, so much easier to clean everything out. Number 10, I engage all of my senses. Even if I'm sitting at a restaurant, waiting for the server to, you know, bring a meal, sitting in my family room or sitting outside. Being mindful helps me add sensory detail to my writing. So things I think about are what am I feeling emotion-wise? What is my body feeling and is it connected to that emotion? What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I touching? And I use that kind of stored in the brain there, right? Or I have like a notepad where I can write things in if I found a cool way of describing it. And then in second, third drafts, I will sprinkle in where appropriate and if symbolic into my revisions. And I'm going to link the ditch the descriptions in my description box as well, because for me, at least I only like to add descriptions when they're adding something to tone, mood, emotion, conflict, theme, or characterization. So if that sensory feeling is providing one of those things, uh, I'll use it. Eleven. I accept myself, flaws and all. I've written eleven books. Is it eleven? Let me look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven. And I work full time. But I don't go to the gym. I don't have the hip latest nail color. My hairdresser has to beg me for a trim. And there's a pile of ironing over there I need to do. But hey, I made a video or I wrote a few scenes today. What's more important? What? So those were positive changes. What were the changes that were not so positive? Maybe even on the negative side okay, deep breath, because I need to admit this to everybody out there and it'll be out there for all eternity unless I cut this section while I'm editing the video. (laughs) I'm a lot more resigned to reality. When somebody tells me something, they'll go, oh no, this is going to happen. It's going to be amazing. And I'm thinking that's not realistic. It's not being a Debbie Downer. It's just being realistic. There's So much about publishing, traditional publishing, indie publishing, everything that encompasses it, that is just beyond my understanding or beyond the time I have to devote to understanding it. There's just so much about all of that that I just I can't figure out or wrap my head around or have time to figure out or wrap my head around which goes into the next negative change. I don't have enough time anymore. Ever. Ever. Since I began writing my first book, I no longer have time. Where did it go? Oh yeah, here in front of my computer. I never have nothing to do anymore. There is always something that needs to get done that I want to do. In another video that I'll post in the description box below, I discuss how I kind of, how it all came crashing down on me and I had to kind of really reframe how I thought about all of that because I like to do things and I wanna get things done, but I realized I'm never, never going to have enough time. I work full time, you know, I keep saying that, but that's the truth and writing and there's only so many hours in the day. and, And I'm one of those people who actually needs like seven hours of sleep. If I had a superpower, it would be that I would only need four. That would be an amazing superpower. I could get so much more done. Before writing, I had a lot of free time. Well, not a lot of free time, but time enough to, you know, do some other hobbies that I like doing. Read a book once a week. Now, my free time is spent writing or doing the authoring stuff. And I wouldn't change it. For the world. How has writing and authoring changed you? I hope you enjoyed my 100% honesty video here. It was a tough one to do because, you know, you're opening yourself up to people and it's, you know, you know how that is, right? You, you take chances. But once again, that is getting out of my comfort zone, which I think I've learned to do pretty well. What changes have you experienced? What are some of the good ones? What are some of the bad ones? Please let me know and drop me a comment. As always, writers, dream, create, and embrace. Thanks for watching. Bye bye.